Welcome back to Casual Master Quest, everybody. Uh, my name is Glenn. This is Casual Master Quest episode number 86, which will be airing on Seven. February 18th, right? 87. It's, uh, ep- <laughs> it's 87 <laughs> airing on uh, February something-ish. Uh, but if you're 17th. 17th, there it is. If you're listening now, it's the 15th. Welcome. Uh, I am Glenn Houston. I'll be hosting today. And as always, I have my lovely other hosts because I don't call we're all co-hosts, I guess, right? Uh Tyler, how you doing? Yeah, eat shit, Nick. You picked me. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you doing good? You doing good? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. spicy today. A little spicy. For uh, you the, seem uh, it. You seem it. Pepper. Snippy. Spicy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a spicy pickle. I'm gonna own up to that. Yeah, Ooh, ain't no Tyler's dill. spicy pickle vitito. Yeah, <laughs> and I kosher the hell out of your butt cheeks when I come out. Jeez, God, that's laps. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm a spicy pickle. Spicy pickle. And Nick, how are you doing today? Bucky's you pickle. look lovely with that button up. Thank you. I'm doing all right. Um, you know they used to call me Nickel the Pickle in high school. Really? Oh man, a rival yeah. pickle. Fuck. No, they did um, not. That was how kids. Uh, nickel, pickle, tickle, dickle, sickle. I've I've heard it Sickle's all. Sickle's a dope, cool. Mm-hmm. I like like instrument of death. The I don't know how that's pickle. an insult. Yeah. And then with my last name, uh, Chodimela, um, you take the first part of it, Chod. Uh, it, I I believe Just that Americans that. in general understand that as that as mm-hmm. a uh, slang word mm-hmm. for penis. Yeah. Um, in Hindi, it means fucker. So you'll say Banchod, which means sister fucker. Re- <laughs> um, I, I mean, if we're going to do this. And then um, uh, there's the word Chaddi, which means uh. underwear. So Chodi was my nickname in high school for the most part. Oh my um, God. But sometimes people just called me underwear, the Hindi equivalent. Or, uh, yeah. Or just fucker. I don't fucker. know. That just came. Yeah, or just fucker. <laughs> Chod man. God, man. Uh, which was, yeah. I thought for Tyler sure there was no toe. way to make fun of your name because it's so unique and specific. It's like, <laughs> well, make, not in English. You know, make fun of somebody named Reginald <laughs> Gertfollow. You know, like, it's so weird that, like, yeah, they know their name's weird. It's like my name. You can't make, if that's why they chose my name is Glenn. They, they're like, like how do you make fun of Glenn? Oh, you must be having a bad time because your name is a valley. <laughs> wow. You're on the moon? <laughs> yeah, that was the other, yeah. I got a few like John Glenn jokes or Glenn Davis was a running back in 1942 who won the Heisman played for army. Um, so there was other, you know, like random crap, but man, I'm sorry, Nick. That I'm sucks. trying to think of a mean word to say, but I, I got nothing. You're right. No, it's, it's hmm. fine. It is what it is. Kids will be kids to some extent. Yeah. It never bothered no, but then me. I, I had a bowl cut. So they called me mushroom man from Mars. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. I oh, got bro. <laughs> it didn't take my name. I was like a like I was the antithesis of myself now until about seventh grade. And at the end of seventh grade, I realized that you didn't get beat up if people thought you were funny. You didn't get beat up if you played sports. So I m- took it upon myself to like become you don't get beat up if you're fucking Rock Lee. Uh, debatable. At very least made fun of, but I got beat up a lot and I decided I'm going to play football and I'm going to be the guy True. that makes funny jokes. A lot. What's that? I, I was just, I realized that Neji, or Neji beat the shit out of Rockley oh. a lot, actually. Oh, yeah. If you remember and, his uh, training process, like most of the time he went up against anybody. He gave a decent fight, but he got his shit kicked in the end, usually. 
just because he right. didn't know how to use ninjutsu, so... Or Genjutsu. Nick in the chat is coming to correct us as per the Nick in the chat fashion. Uh, Glenn did not go to the moon. He just orbited the planet. There we go. Just first man to orbit the, orbit the moon. There we go. Or orbit the planet. Did he orbit the moon or did he orbit the planet? Maybe orbit both. Either or. The they're planet. planetary objects. It's still a he was an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Either way, being a kid was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of being Gosh. a kid, how how is everyone's real life? Because obviously... We're all kids at heart, so how are you guys doing? Like, what's been going on? Give everyone a little life update, as we do. Oh, man. I love being the man-child. Thank you. Me too. Uh, it was interesting week for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like uh, a lot of things haven't been going my way this week, and uh, kind of led to a down week, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, the car broke down on me. Oh, crap. Uh, it was th this. It was weird because last week before our last session on Friday... I was driving home and all of a sudden I hardly had brakes and that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, uh, you know, one day the car's fine, second day the car doesn't have fucking brakes. And uh Did the I uh rotors just go out or something on it? I was like, man, is it you know, like I was waiting, I was listening whenever I slowed down trying to hear the grinding noise and all that stuff. I was like, do I need to put fucking brake pads? That's yeah. weird because I just Yeah. But uh then the brake fluid low light came on. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that'll do. And that. so I'm like, oh, oh Okay, I just gotta top it off. And, and so, Monday, I come around, that light comes back on again. It went from full to empty, my brake lines were leaking, and uh, I was running out of brake fluid, was what was happening. And on top of that, I was sitting in my car, not vaping, for once. You know, there was like a five second window where I wasn't vaping, and I thought I saw vaping coming out of my engine, but then I had to put two and two together, saying, that's probably not my car vaping, and so I... <laughs> You know, pop the hood, and all of a sudden, I know, right? That that's how uh, fucking it's, it's. If your car is vaping, there might be a problem. That's called no. Smoke. It was ex. <laughs> it was in fact uh, the coolant pipe uh, leaking on top of the exhaust manifold and oh, evaporating. Shit. Oh so shit! My car was in fact vaping. So uh, turns out that it isn't healthy <laughs> for cars. Look, they. Uh, yeah, like I say the cars haven't, you know, it hasn't been long enough for the cars to discover that or not. It's been, uh... Michigan vape ban reinstated. <laughs> we can't let our cars vape in this day <laughs> and age. It's unhealthy, it's gonna lead to an epidemic. So yeah, my, uh, my car done stopped vaping, hopefully. Uh, plus, uh, I'm getting excited for Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yeah. Retroactive, I, I mean, I... <laughs> Valentine's Day month. <laughs> Valentine's month? Right? Yes. Yes. Sure. Sure. I'm committing to that. I don't know if it merits as much of, you know, celebration as like Black History Month or something, you know, but like, sure, we'll give Valentine's Day a whole month. <laughs> just, just give me a small shout out. Jeez, I don't need the. Okay, I don't need the whole month. Just give me a work. <laughs> well, you a have a whole week. day to yourself. Yeah, if you're single. Sorry, Nick. Uh, Happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, sorry, to my Nick wife. and Chad. Whew. That was like hot potato of shade. Hot potato to you, and you just threw it right into the fucking chat. <laughs> like third level fireball right there. That was beautiful. Thank the you. random towns yeah. townsfolk who's just there to watch. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited because I'm gonna see the Sonic movie with my <clears throat> wife uh, tomorrow. I believe Sunday for those listening to the podcast, and then uh, tonight, aka Saturday. I'm going to drink for the first time in a while. I've been holding off on drinking just because I realize uh, I'm not a big fan of it as much as I used to. 
And I, I don't want to be a sober guy. I don't. I it's it's just not my thing. So, but gonna hopefully drink a little bit. And the only game I can think of that I want to play more than you know League of Legends drunk is Dead Space. So I'm gonna play Dead Space three with the wife. Uh, drink it tonight, hopefully. Nice. So I'm a, I'm a little excited to see what happens here. Well, uh, what about you, Nick? My um, shade master. I've uh, I've had a busy week. Um, there's a course that I'm taking, and I've been talking about this over the last few months. Uh, that's uh, related to sustainability and textiles, and it's like a year-long thing. But I'm only gonna do like two-thirds of it because it goes across three semesters. But I'm graduating this semester, so I'm gonna be there for the third. Um, so we talked about the possibility of me playing a little bit more of a active role, not as a student next semester possibly. Um, and so my uh, instructors yeah. gave me. Uh, kind of like a TA because there's not enough students in the class to give us funding for a TA. But regardless mm -hmm. of that, I'd still like to be involved. Um, so they gave me the responsibility of um, organizing a uh, panel um, for uh, for the class uh, because this semester is focused more on um, business and building a business and building a product and prototyping and the documents that go behind and understanding how businesses work just in general. Um, yeah. So we had people who've who, like who've consulted for businesses uh, strategically when it comes to sustainability. Uh, there was a dude who fucking worked for Converse and Nike, and he's done such he's done fantastic work. And there was a guy who works with the local community. He's been doing that for twenty five years, making his own like uh, active and sportwear and snowboards and shit. Um, so. Uh, they bought me the panelist. They're like, all right, these are the people because they have the connections. I'm fucking nobody, right? Just objectively speaking, I'm just a student. I wouldn't know these people. They're like, okay, these are the people who are coming. Organize the questions, organize the format. You have two hours, figure out a way to get the students engaged. So over the past week and a half or so, I've been organizing that. And um, it was tough because I'd only been communicating with the panelists via email. So I wasn't sure. Like, I am I get along with most people right off the bat. I, like, I'm good at communicating, but it's just like I ne never met them face to face. So I was nervous all the way until like it happened on Friday um, but the moment I met them it was like fucking bada boom bada bang it was uh, pretty good actually um, so what I did was and I think you guys would enjoy this um, we had the students submit like a bunch of questions and so first hour was um, me their introductions and me like asking my <laughs> questions that I'd come up with and then the second hour was questions from the student a little bit more room for open discussion um, and so there were three panelists a lot of the students without asking uh, or telling them or prompting them to wrote up questions for each of the panelists um wow so when they did that i'm like all right how crazy would it be if we put all of these questions into tables eliminate the ones that are not super great come up with a fixed number across and then make the students roll a die for uh so that we go across so we go one panelist at a time and then we'll just make the students roll a die to pick a question from the table so they had eight, eight questions eat each about so like i i bought my uh d8 with me to school and i'm like all right somebody fucking roll for uh who wants to roll for a question um yeah nice so that's what i did random probability thought, and that's cool yeah i thought that'd be uh thought that'd be like just a little fun little way uh the panelists loved it students not so engaging until after the first roll because they're like i don't know what's going on i've never seen this <laughs> die before i'm like well fuck it just roll it um you're recruiting people i like it um i like it Nick. yes yes come into the fold so uh, immediately after that um i went to a speed dating event because this was on valentine's day okay yeah um how did that go it was a it it I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to one. And if you like, if you if like watching movies or like whatever TV shows or reality TV, like speed dating, uh, like is very like um, 
You know, you you know, it's it, it like fucking the the men and the women are, are there, and the women are sitting at tables, and the men are just going in circles, talking to each of them, like you know, for a couple of minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But this, the company that I did this with was it wasn't very organized. It was in the middle of like a restaurant, and there was like it was very tight and it was very cramped. Um, but we made it work. Personal. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was fun that way. It was a little more personal. We had about five or seven minutes with each person. I think there was 20 guys, 20 girls, or like 20 girls and 18 guys or something. Okay. Wow. Impressive, actually. Yeah. But the the issue is, not not an issue so much, I just thought it was interesting. The age range for the event was a little wide. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. It, it was 24 to 38. And oh. so I <laughs> snuck right in there, like just right up, just right <laughs> above the cutoff, just 24. And so I just prefaced everything. With uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm the youngest one. Yeah, I'm the youngest one here. Um, just so you know, because what could be better than just finding uh finding a sugar mama? Just like you know, just uh, just putting myself out there. Um, but no, it was. Is that uh, what happened? No, wow. it was good. It was. I met. I talked to a bunch of people, and so you do like you get a list, like a little card, and then you put down their name, and then there's like, um, like a one to five kind of thing, like how likely or like do you want to see them again or not, right? Yeah, and so. You do that and you check it off and then you sub- turn that <clears throat> card in and then they'll take all the other cards and then if there are any matches with like, yes, I want to see this person again, they'll like uh, give you their contact information. So I got to meet some people um, and then like a bunch of us from the event were like, hey, listen, we're downtown. Might as well just go hang out for a bit after. So we went to a bar. Um, I did not drink because I drove straight from class. So it was very interesting on a Friday night on Valentine's Day, sitting in a loud bar surrounded by drunk people. Not necessarily the people that we went with, but like just people, right. other people around me just dancing. One woman threw her coat at me because she didn't see that there was somebody sitting at a table there and she was dancing and she wanted to take her coat off. And I'm like, all right, this is where I leave. It was I'm nice meeting hanger. you all. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very interesting. I don't think I've ever been in that position before where I was completely sober in like a really busy bar on a weekend night because I just don't go out that often anyways. So Right. Um, Especially on Valentine's like <laughs> That's a scary territory that night. That's like a full moon. Yeah, it was um, it was good overall. I had a good time. Like I wanted to do something different, force myself to go out because at the end, it, event ended at like 10 p.m. and I was like, I'm just gonna go home and sleep. Otherwise, no, not sleep. Fucking, what am I gonna do sleeping at 10 p.m. on a Friday night? I'm gonna game. Let's be honest. Uh, so I'm <laughs> like, rather than do that, like let's just hang out here for a bit. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, and ironically enough, like hearing what that is, it just sounds like a more involved Tinder. Like Tinder well, is effectively that, but this in this way you get to talk to them more and have a better understanding if you really like them or not. But like they it's like feel fill these legally things obligated in, to talk to Check you for these five things months. off. Yeah. yeah. Well, beyond then, that, also it's a uh, part of it is with online dating. I had this conversation with uh, multiple people actually. Um, with online dating, it's it's uh, and uh, there's no like judgment or like shaming. It's just very superficial. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you'd click over text. Maybe you'd click, you know, just whatever, like, oh, social profiles, like these things match up. Um, but then more often than not, how you how you see other people, like what people present themselves as online is very curated mm-hmm. um, and you don't get a sense for the person. So when you do something like this, because this the focus on this is like, yes, we're all kind of looking for somebody. But we're like right now, this specific event, we're just here to have conversations to see if there's any anything, if there's like any kind of like anything that could happen organically. Right. So you get a sense yeah. for the person, you know, um, what you see is kind of like even if they're still curating themselves for that night, you still get a sense of the person to some extent. 
right? There's no top-down selfies, you know? You see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, and by curing themselves for that night, I mean, like, I got, you know, a trim, I got a haircut, I actually put an effort into how I look that day. Um, (laughs) But beyond that, like, there's only so much I can do except be myself. There was, I heard, I heard some, so I heard some of the girls talking when we were sitting at the table at the bar, they were like, there was this one guy they were talking about that was giving, um... Uh, a different story about what he does depending on who he talked to because he'd ask the women what they did first. Oh no. That's the kind of person yeah. you don't want to be. That's a red flag. That's a yeah. I need to uh I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah, because I mean, what was are, even more, it's... Yeah, what was even more interesting was that a lot of the girls came together like with friends, but a lot of the guys were just there, you know, kind of like cuz I think this is one of those things where it's like um guys don't really want to like, you know. No, I don't, you know. Yeah, it, like I have pull, I have game. I don't need to go to a speed dating event, kind of like mentality. Um, so, like a lot of the guys were there single, and uh, yeah, it was just interesting. Uh, there was just a lot of, there was just a lot of interesting like social dynamics at play. Just uh, being in that event, yeah. Right. Huh. Oh, that that's fair. Would you go to another one? I would, but not by this company. But okay. again, okay. like I, I, that's a fucking problem with me being so understanding. I'm like the lady. There was only one person there organizing it. Maybe she had no play in like deciding where it was going to be. Maybe the company just told her it had to be in that specific place um, because uh, it was overbooked or like people were just, not even overbooked. People were showing up even though they didn't buy a ticket because it was like forty bucks to buy it to like uh, for the event, right? Oh, so people yeah. were showing up and she they were kind of like pressuring her into like yeah just let me sit here or whatever the fuck right um like there's so many things that went into it i'm like i don't know if it was necessarily the company or it was just this lady who was handling it that day and she did everything so maybe i'd go to one more but maybe not on valentine's day because she did say valentine's day is the busiest and they have like the company does things events across 65 different cities so holy shit so i'm like maybe i'll give this company another shot not on valentine's day and but if it's still just as disorganized, then if I wanted to do this again ever, then I'd find some some other company that does this. Checks mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's that was my week. Nice. And then I'm DMing my second session today tonight. So that's why Hell you look yeah. so fancy. Well, I mean, I, came back. I was telling you guys, um, uh, this is the only I shirt I had I left. <laughs> I just gotta give you a hard time, man. <laughs> You still look like tall, dark, and handsome with that oh, shirt yeah. on. It's Thank you. Particularly for some reason. Oh. Mm. Uh, married. Sorry. On my side, I have done nothing new or noteworthy this week. So, congrats to you guys for having actual things happen to you in life. Uh, aside from that, I did. <laughs> yeah, I taught my car the vape. The, so the, exciting. <laughs> the wife and I um, did like a like an evening in for Valentine's Day. We decided to just order in some Italian food and just relax. It was great. Um, that was really nice, actually. Um, and other than that, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, my, I did find out recently that my mother is going to be coming to California for the second time since I've lived here in six years. Um, oh my gosh. So exciting. She's going to be here for eight days, uh, (laughs) sleeping on my couch. So yes and no. Love the woman to death. A little terrified because we're so similar in personality. Uh, we tend to, when we mm, spend too much time around each other, bump heads. we bump heads. That is a very nice way of saying it. Um, <laughs> no, so, I totally understand that. Oh man, like, I'm uh, especially scared. with how close you guys are with each other. Like, if you get annoyed with somebody, like a stranger, they have a you know similar personality, but you just guys simply clash. It's like, all right, I can tolerate this, but. Yeah. This person is your mom, so it's like 
for me, that's like my sister. That's like my grandma. It's like, if, if we go down, I'll let, you know, somebody just has to throw a handkerchief on the floor. And it's like, all right, get the guns out. We're going to duel. Let's do it. Fucking go at it. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> no, but I am so, excited plus, for the fact that she's going to get the chance to come out here. She hasn't been here since, I think, 2016. So it's been a few years. So yeah. she'll get a chance to kind of like. CLA again. Why does it smell like pot everywhere? <laughs> they know I smoke. It's, uh, oh no, not you specifically. Just I think oh, just over outside? that time is when when California like legalized it. So oh yeah, that would have been around that time. It is sometimes quite overwhelming outside. Sometimes you get out there and it's just like wow. Okay, Vancouver can be that way too. Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. I like I like it personally. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, but yeah, no, that's the, <laughs> Surprise, the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, every time somebody says I have to. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, but this is a video game podcast, so we should talk about the games we've been playing this week. Um, video game podcast? Video game! <laughs> Jesse! <laughs> and I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse the name and we're Captain Planet. <laughs> Just kidding. What? <laughs> Wrong anime. <laughs> like everybody keeps introducing themselves and it's just more and more anime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh what games have you all been up to this last week? Um Tyler or Tyler, you can start since it seems like we've uh, we've been starting with you in each one of these little segments so wow you're putting me first everywhere it's getting hot in here man better uh, put the ring back on i feel threatened uh i tried something new this week (gasps) in terms of the video oh i tried a couple of things that are new this week but this one is a shout out to you glenn i finally gave team fight tactics a shot and i been pushing it off because you know League of Legends, you know, all I want to do is play Arians and Arf and all that stuff just because, you know, I don't want to play it serious. I want to have fun. And that does it. So I've been watching Brandon specifically play it. Basically, <laughs> what would happen is every single time him and I met up to play Ocarina Time Randomizer, uh, he coincidentally would be in a game of Teamfight Tactics. And he'd she- uh, screen share it to me. Mm-hmm. And then he starts showing me different strategies. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, you should. Just one night, I decided to give it a shot, and I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, and immediately got curb stomped. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to learn this shit, because (laughs) that did not make me feel good. (laughs) And so, I've only played like six or seven games, because they are incredibly long if you let them. Uh, They can get fairly up there. Yeah, they can get long, but I think, I guess since you don't normally play Summoner's Rift games, Norms are ranked. You're not used to longer games. Arfurf and Arams are way faster than those. So it is faster I mean, than a normal. Half hour forty five minutes is long. Well no, but like I've never had an Aram or a TFT game go forty five minutes. And I've won some. Hey you did. I yelled at you in message on League of Legends for a TFT game going for forty five minutes. Really? I don't know. Maybe yes. maybe I just really like the game so it doesn't feel like it goes for that long. Time goes by when you're having fun staring right? at the screen. And and so Team Fight Tactics been learning how to play that this auto chess style game i got a little upset that lux essentially is like the end-all be-all oh, character that so I'll probably strong, yeah and so i'll never see her unless i hit like perfect storm situation <laughs> so i've been learning a couple of things like uh brandon tried to get me hooked on trying the uh ocean mage comp oh ocean mage is busted bro i've 
taken a certain liking to uh, Poison Rangers, and Ooh. I'm starting to really like that because, well, Poison Rangers is the only composition that got me in the first place. So, you know, if it works, it makes me happy, right? Yeah. And I do like in but, TFT uh, that you don't have to win to get, like, actual the climb in the standings. Because yeah, fourth place like, or higher, you're yeah. good. Yeah, I've, I've played so many games, and I think I've won twice. Like, winning in that consistently is a, an art that I will probably never master. But, so you're liking Poison Rangers, and do, have you tried Ocean Mage out? Or have you kind oh, yeah, of just... Oh, yeah, I tried Ocean Mages a few times. Uh, yeah. My big problem initially was when somebody you know i'm facing somebody's like i gotta win this game right here right now it's you know it's the fourth fight first player second player so i'll start burning my gold to get my level up fast possible so i can put more people on the stage the problem with that though with uh team fight tactics the more gold you have the more gold you get mm -hmm. uh so like like an interest if you will so the goal in the beginning is to build your team but at the same time you got to keep your gold as high as possible so you can generate the most that way in the long run you're actually at the best advantage so mm -hmm. it's like i had the grit teeth like taking hits in the beginning of you know the game but in the end you win so it's like showing patience the and ends then i realized like justify the means right mm -hmm. right and it pays off i uh Played some Ocarina Time Randomizer with Brando this week, shocker, and we hit a wall, like adamantium wall, and uh, it turns out somehow we managed to glitch the game, or we were just goofs, and there is a chest somewhere in either of games that we've either opened and it didn't give us the item we needed to, or we missed it somehow. Uh, Ocarina of Time, you know, has, I think, 132 different chests you can open throughout the game. So there's a lot of checks that you can do, but unfortunately, despite him and I having a checklist and going to each and every single chest in both our games, we couldn't find the one item that, you know, one of us might have needed to progress the game. And so we couldn't beat it. And that's upsetting because it's set with logic to where it guarantees that you both can beat the game as long as you guys follow the logic of, you know, what items you get and whatnot. You know, you get bombs, you go over to this location, this location. And so... Brandon last night decided what better way to resolve this than to throw gasoline on it with game shark codes and proceeded to cheat the shit out of the game. And I'm sitting there like watching him. Yeah, he put in a code to allow some if you press L, you hover up in the air just randomly. But for some reason the game shark uh, code didn't accept it, so he just infinitely Willy Wonka'd himself towards the fan, and he just had no control over it. And <laughs> there was a time where he gave his horse like eight times speed or some shit which immediately caused the game to crash <laughs> and uh i didn't want to do it i didn't want to cheat on the thing i just wanted to call the run you know just end it we're going to try again we're going to look at the fucking rules and see what's going on here because there was a lot of a lot of issues i guess you could say it seemed like there was some hiccups here and there we didn't know certain locations were open which caused us a two-hour backup the first time it was it was just frustrating but uh i think we're gonna put it the rest or we're just going to burn it to the ground, one of the two. But I'm burnt out from Ocarina of Time. It's weird saying that I'm burnt out from a Zelda game, but that's that's what it did. First time for everything, huh? Yeah, yeah. And there is a game that came out uh, this week, technically last week, that uh, I got to uh, put a little bit of time in, starting to enjoy it. It's called Dreams for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, I saw some posts that you put on Twitter about that game. Yeah, it probably doesn't do it justice, actually, but uh, 
Media Molecule, I believe is the name of the developer for that uh this game. And uh I know uh I believe it's Media Molecule that also did uh Little Big, Big Planet, Planet I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh because of that, you can almost see the similarities immediately. The idea, you know, uh, Little Big Planet was here, you know, your cute little characters that you can customize and you're doing platformers and all that stuff. But on the flip side, you can create levels that have all sorts of different amounts of creativity. It could just be a regular platformer level. It could be, you could build a fucking rocket ship if you wanted to to try to fly across the uh, map and all that stuff. Somebody made a calculator using Little Big Planet. And so they liked that idea, but apparently they wanted to take it a step further and just say, hey, When's if we just give you tools to develop a fucking game? Just like full-blown game. Your own. It doesn't have to be a platformer, technically. You can make it whatever the fuck you want. You buy a game to make a game? This is a 3D game maker, essentially. Yes. And so the idea, you know, they they give you this cute little cutscene that's about 10, 15 minutes long that you interacted with. And it's like, just follow your dreams and do what you want like it, i felt like i was like man do i need some thc for this because uh-huh. he is like hit yes, this I, and, <laughs> <laughs> wanna go to the magic mountain Charlie? uh no i don't want to go to the magic mountain uh <sighs> and so i did that and then it kind of plops in the ground I'm like all right you know how they do shit now. Here you go. And it just opens up the curtains to what they're trying to paint at this magical world. And it's basically everybody's own version of trying to build their own Disney world. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, welcome to the most magical place on the planet. And there's like couches on fire and shit everywhere. It's like, whoa. Wow. Everybody's developing their own games. huh? Uh, yep. They're doing this. And so they have their, like, they're like, we're going to show you a game that we use with our own engine to show you what can be done. And so I got to play a song, or not a song, a game about a blues brother who pretty much walked away from his group because he thought he was the best and he was being toned down. And they did a good job with the style and whatnot. You know, it wasn't like a $60 game, but, you know, it was a single game they're able to develop. And I had a good time with it. Mm. And so I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh... But people, including myself, can make games in this game. So I was like, let's see what we got. And uh, the first thing I clicked was, uh, I think it was called Valkyrie or something like that. And it was this very well-designed Valkyrie with a couple of, like, Destiny-style orbs that you can jump around on. Uh, And I was like, okay, it's a simple platformer, I guess. Just, you know, right now, people who aren't beta testing or whatnot or didn't get uh, early access are just starting to make their games. So it's more, I'm going to have to wait a week or two just to see, you know, what's going on. But there's some good things that people who got early access did, except they're, you know, obviously they didn't get their Q&A done because, like, for example, I found Sonic. I saw and that I'm like, holy shit, they made a motherfucking Sonic game. Four levels? Oh, shit, here we go. And they get to design the characters from scratch. They get to design, like, what they do from scratch and all that stuff. And it looks cool as shit. Except for the time I accidentally hit a button at the wrong time and it caused Sonic to start spamming the crouch move. And so I'm trying to walk around. I'm hearing as Sonic. And then I tried speeding up and he's just crouching, hip humping his way up a wall and then proceeds to go to the the moon. And I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, this is Sonic. I mean, 
Still better than Sonic 06, so we're doing something right. And apparently that video is what caused Brandon to get fuck this fucking game. But there's other things that look very promising. There was another one where uh, they made an RPG, a 3D RPG, and it you know it's just the very beginning, showing you a promise. You get to play as three characters, and I decided to pick the mage, and the way they designed the fireballs and stuff when they threw them looked fucking cool. I really liked it. There's one where somebody made Family Guy. I have no idea. I got to play as, uh, oh crap, what is the name of the perverted guy in Family Guy? Quagmire. Giggity giggity, all right, all right, yeah. His name is Glenn. You could, <laughs> oh. Glenn I Quagmire. I, here. <laughs> I think I did find something here. Hmm. Uh, so, did you, you get to pick any of the characters, and s- somebody decided to make, uh, Family Guy characters from scratch, and so they look like they're made out of putty and whatnot, so they're comical at best. Man, they just put two random houses. I think they were trying to design the Family Guy houses based off the TV show. So I just started running around, and all of a sudden, whenever the characters saw me, they'd run up to me and line behind me like Pikmin. And so I was just randomly collecting Family Guy characters. And so I haven't gotten too far into it, but there was a couple of ones that sounded promising. Uh, Brandon uh, told me in detail about how there's one that's based off a of Silent Hill, and I'm kind of excited for that, and I'm gonna start hunting for the dead space level that i saw in early access because it like my first worry was it was gonna be little big planet characters that are traversing different areas and whatnot and no that's not it at all uh you pretty much get open access to make fucking everything like this is hardcore super mario maker mode Mm. like uh you know you can make a level you can platform but what happens if i we just give you fucking everything now why why would anybody who is a video game developer do this on Dreams versus actually just building their own game? It's beyond me. It's fucking mm. beyond me. But maybe some people not like who are a, you know, workers. It's not like a Blizzard thing where they're taking right. They're taking the rights to anything people create because it was made on their platform, is it? Yeah, and everything's free. Huh? So you, you they just make a they make it's essentially a level that they create for you, but it's it can be a full blown game if you put enough time in it. So mm. yeah, yeah, dreams. I'll, well, uh, play have some you more thought of anything weekly. that you want to make? Maybe I do not have enough knowledge. I'm sure they give it to you and they tutorialize you uh, how to do it. It's weird because there is a game that I've had building in my head over the all these years. I do not believe that dreams could work this out, especially with me as the developer. Uh, it it would be cute. It'd be funny. I don't think it's feasible. And then I was like, when's if I make it with the D&D campaign? And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. So the players would just fucking ruin your dream game right there in for you. I was like, okay, maybe not. We'll think things out. But yeah, uh, dreams looking promising. Really fucking weird right now with the gates just open. Everybody's throwing like, you know, their baby's first uh, development game on there. <laughs> and uh, hoping to see how things progress. I might try creating something. Like, I don't even know what you create at that point. Like... I would what make do you a do? Tamagotchi or a Digimon emulator just for like the OG ones. Immediately, that's all that came into my head. I was like, I could make those. That'd be awesome. I love Tamagotchi. Somebody randomly made, started making Pokemon on there. And so, uh, yeah, Pokemon on PlayStation 4. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's really selling out. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of worried that like some companies are going to try to take down levels. Like, you know, like, ah, oh, that's copyright actually. Bye. Kind of mm. shit. So. Well, that's it. 
It depends. I know Nintendo's notorious for it, but then that just comes down to free use of intellectual property because there are some laws regarding that, and there has to be a certain yeah. amount of remix and original recreation where legally anybody could do that as long as they're not selling it for profit. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, also, since it's all free, you know, like... Yeah, and also, like, this is what that game was made specifically for. It's not like you could, at least from what you've described, it's not like you could make a Pokemon game, like you know visually looking the same or whatever and then sell it as an expansion as a player of dreams um right so it just sounds like something to just sounds like fucking minecraft you don't see people fucking taking down minecraft mods or like uh minecraft servers minecraft servers i mean i'm sure there have been attempts but it's not like they're selling it for money right so it's right just donations in the minecraft sense but you know we'll look away from that in this case you're right like uh, you bet your ass Sony is not going to brag like, ha, if you want to try out Dreams, we're going to show you this cool thing where we did a Pokemon and Family Guy. It's like, no, they're not going to showcase that because A, and B, it's yeah. not their property. So, you know, it's yeah. like, that also, yeah, why, why exactly you- would you want to, like, kick the hornet's nest or whatever? Just, you know, yeah. people are doing this. You don't have to showcase it. Uh, it's just, just something Just let people cool come in and have fun yeah. doing what they want to do. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what people can do with horror games because horror games, uh, they're not necessarily easy to make, but it's, if you know how to psychologically affect the atmosphere in the right way, you can turn anything into a horror game. Like, like fucking make Barney's voice and Barney and friends, like, I don't know, 50% deeper. And you put some like screaming in the background, the Freddy's thing, Friday night at Freddy's or whatever. Five Nights, Five at, Nights Freddy's. at Freddy's. Yeah. yeah, just think about that with Barney and like the other dinosaurs. There is. I'm it's, pretty sure there is a game of that. Uh, Bro, Barney's already uh, fucking terrifying. What do you mean? There was a Five Nights at Freddy's with uh, SpongeBob characters. That was fucking freaky. There's a Left for Dead Two mod where all the zombies turn into Teletubbies. I'm dumb. No, fuck that. That sounds terrifying. Oh God, get away from me! <laughs> no. Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for dreams for now. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Um, I have been uh, on kind of the same trains as previous playing League. Um, I haven't done TFT in a while. I probably need to jump on the new season. Um, we did Blackwing Lair. Finally! Um, Fucking finally nice. Blackwing Lair. We did Blackwing Lair. I mean, we played it for five hours and we beat two of the bosses. Nice. Um, <laughs> Blackwing Lair is a lot harder than Molten Core. Um, yep. and we only brought 10 healers, which is not enough. So since I'm one of the lower 10 healers, score, 10 healers is not enough. They recommend 12 to 13. So holy shit. Mm-hmm. Back in some the of the day, bosses uh, fucking wreck. Oh, it's a 40 man. It's a 40 man. Uh, I was thinking like, uh, wrath of the Lich King, ice crown citadel. There's usually four to five healers for a 25 man group. So one fifth. So I guess by that logic, uh, we I was only expecting like maybe eight, but the fact that you got ten and that's not enough. Yeah, and ironically enough, it just sucks because a lot of guys came in with a lot of like greater fire protection potions and free action potions. I think one guy burnt three hundred gold worth of potions in two bosses, um, just because we just kept failing. Um, the first the first boss wasn't that bad. The second boss is apparently a he's a guild killer. The dragon. Yeah. He's a guild yep. killer. Yep. A permanent yes, stopgap for some guilds back in vanilla. Um, but I did hear this. Our get was first off, our guild did get past it, ironically enough, by the time that no one had fire protection potions, that's when we beat him. And we were like, oh great. And it also recommends you bring four or five tanks. We had three. 
So we had too few healers, too few tanks, and burnt all of our consumables before we found out the strats that we needed and figured those out. Um, <clears throat> that boss in particular has mechanics that simply can't be avoided no matter how good you are. Just like, for example, I went in there with like three other level 80 characters, and there's a debuff on you where you, you can't get rid of it unless yes, you do the right thing, and if you don't know... Your, you, 5% of your health, yep. You just die. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. And you explode dealing four to eight, that four to 6,000 damage to everyone around you. Not to mention his cleave attack. Uh, one attack. Just, it will hit a person and then spread 20,000 damage out with a maximum of four on one person. So he just... Sounds right. Straight up wrecks people. Um, it's... And we have a one of our tanks was highly geared towards fire resist gear, and he was ironically enough the only one that couldn't make it. So uh, that was wonderful. I did talk to the guildmaster. I have a massive list because I used some of my DKP to get a helmet that dropped, which is really cool. It's like the helm of endless rage or something like that. It's like a lot of strength, stamina, and agility with like 700 armor. Um, okay. But uh, my gear score is low enough that when they have to bring another tank and they need two more healers, I'm not going to Blackwing Lair anymore. So phase three now, and I can't, I have no access to 75% of my gear, because that's where 75% of my best in slot stuff is, is Blackwing Lair, and I'm no longer allowed to do it um, until I get because more. Because of your gear score being too low? Yeah, I don't have Lionheart Helm, I don't have Hand of Justice, I don't have Savage Gladiator Chain, the things that I've needed, that I had to grind certain things for, my, uh, my RNG has been shit to get them. The Mask of the Unforgiven is like a 40% drop rate that you can get in uh, Strat, Strat Live, I believe. And I've never okay. seen it. I've run Strat Live 50 times and I've never even seen it drop. Oh, sorry, no. I saw it drop once and I rolled off against one other guy and he won it. So uh, I've seen the True Spike Shoulders once. I've done uh, BRD Arena Angerforge runs 120 times and i've never seen savage gladiator chain or hand of justice drop so just not well, classic was savage back in the day man it's uh, rough. It, especially it, for arms warriors. it sucks that you yeah it sucks that you got gatekeeped essentially like hey sorry it's <laughs> all right better people out there what's that you, well, you most of the items you need are in that area in particular <sighs> sucks to be you son yeah well but they have all the pre Everything they, like, the one guy who, I think he's the only one in our guild who's done BRD more than me, had to run BRD 147 times before he found Savage Gladiator Chain. Um, so, like... Jesus Christ. Right. It's it's Sorry, one of those things where you just... Fuck. And then, like, our guild leader, uh, Jalcyon, like, he ran it twice. Savage Gladiator Chain. Done. Don't need it again. But that's one of those things that in the earlier phases, for sure, I don't know how... They didn't realize that the warrior would be so flexible and that it's got three trees and two thirds of the trees are damage based, but all of the warrior tier gear is for tanks. So like there it's, I'm, I'm rolling against uh, sometimes warrior tanks, rogues, fury warriors, hunters, and feral druids for all of my gear in the raids. So time to roll a mage. It's the, yeah, I'm thinking about, I've got an eye of flame and apparently fire mages are better in um, later phases. So I'm thinking I may level my second one as an alt uh, mage and I'll do enchanting because you make dope money <laughs> off of uh, Hell yeah. enchanting. Uh, what is it? Um, what's that stuff? The real Ar Arcanite bars. Hmm. That's the other thing I'm doing right now is trying to get enough Arcanite bars to make a Lionheart helm because it's the best in slot for a warrior for a long time. Anyway, 
WoW Classic is fun. I told the guy I have no harsh feelings that my RNG has been bad. I'll keep running, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, Stratholm. Uh, not Stratholm, Molten Core. Because the beauty is that now that we have actually a DKP system in place, if these guys are running Blackwing Lair and spending their DKP on Blackwing Lair stuff, when we get to Molten Core, I'm going to have, well, I guess I'm not running BWL, so they're getting more DKP for running the raid. <sighs> so I may have a hard time in this guild getting anything unless I want to respect Tank or Fury. So That's why in this current economy, the way the system is set isn't working. We're letting the people who can get more take more. No, I'm just, I'm not going to. It's true. Sorry, I, I just got jokingly political, but then I realized <laughs> it actually sounds kind of serious and familiar. <laughs> Uh -oh. But it is fun. I'm having fun with the game. Uh, and other than that, uh, I finished Outer Worlds this week. Yesterday, Congrats. actually. Um, Holy shit. It is in my top five games. Like, That's of all time? Of all time. It is that enjoyable. Um, I was. It's one of those things where I think every video game out there has a hard time making it look like my mouth is moving when words are coming out of it. That's my biggest qualm with the game. Sometimes the, the facial animations are a little that, weird. Yeah. And I'm just like, just make the mouth move when I'm talking. Doesn't feel like... The face is a very difficult thing to animate. And I get that. That's my biggest qualm. And <laughs> with Warcraft I wanted, three. I wanted there to be more. I did every side quest I could. Um, I ground for gear. I was like, yeah, I'm going to find all this stuff. I was like, what science weapons or what unique weapons can I find? What armor can I find? How can I, you know, further progress my relationship with all these different factions? Um, and uh, I'm definitely not going to reveal anything, but if you liked um, any of the Fallout games, Mass Effect, uh, No Man's Sky a little bit, like, you're going to like this game. It's fun. Hmm. It's very fun. So, I enjoyed that. What have you been playing this week, Nick? Um, Tyler, this is where you can tune out. Um, I'm back on my <laughs> Destiny 2 grind um, because... Um, seasonal stuff i think i talked about this last week um, but yeah but i'm taking it very nice and casually and i'm having fun with it honestly um can i play with you sometime sure if you ever want to run if you ever need help getting set up running strikes doing whatever like i'm oh, always bro. down just have to I let me I know i had 400 hours in the game when i stopped so right. it'd just be getting reacclimated because i have a buddy who's super on that train right now and right. Uh, he's loving getting back in the destiny grind so what's new right now um, I, so much is fucking new and everything's changing every week, uh, every <laughs> season. Um, but right now specifically, I talked about it last week. There's that community event going on where you have to generate these things, donate them, and then hopefully unlock a goal for the entire community. And I believe we're at stage five out of seven right now. So What's we're getting close. Um, honestly, no idea. Um, but it ends mm. at the end of the season. Um, and we're, we don't know what happens if we get it early. So we still have about a week and a half or two weeks left, I think. Um, March sixth mm. is the end date, or something like that. Um, yeah. So let's let's see what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, they even put out like this week is a special uh, Valentine's Day week. They have a new game mode in the Crucible, uh, which is the PvP, which is doubles. So two v two with. Uh, Aww, that's so cute. With some special buffs and like um, uh, nerfs, uh, n buffs and. Uh, uh, debuffs uh, depending on the situation so you get a buff if you're close within a certain range of your uh, cruiser uh, like your partner 
um, and you, like your abilities recharge faster, you reload weapons faster. If your partner dies, is killed for 10 seconds, you get a buff called Vengeance or something, which means every like you just move faster, your health regenerates instantly, uh, and it like it helps you, you know, go get two v one. It helps you fight that. Um, hmm. And then if you stay away from your partner too long, the enemy will be able to see where you are. <laughs> oh. So it forces you to work together. It incentivizes team. teamwork. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I played with a friend, and we just honestly, I think we went on like a twelve or thirteen game win streak. It was uh, it was fun. I had a good time. Wow. Um, which is not saying much in this like time of Destiny, uh, specifically because there's so much like cheesy bullshit in, these in the dark crucible. and trying times. Um, but uh, no, it was still a good time. Like I enjoy pub stomping a little bit. Uh, I understand how you it can be frustrating, but we were being no, not a lot. Sometimes I will if I have to get the quest done. Ideally, I'd like not to. I just like my hand cannon and sniper because I feel oh, like that's the most. Oh, hand cannon. Yeah. Well, the last time I played, the best hand cannon in the game was Thorn. I believe it was called. Thorn is not the best right now. It's called something called the spare rations, but I love the Thorn. It feels good. Like I is don't it know what. Is still good? It's still like it's still a good hand cannon. Like its perks are not like overpowered. They're not broken. I just like the way it feels. Like I like the recoil yeah. pattern. I like the sound it makes. Just everything about the gun feels right for me. And it's uh, also a really cool looking gun. It's also a very cool looking gun. A lot of people <laughs> don't like using the thorn because it chews up your exotic slot on the weapon side. Um, but what are you gonna I don't use care. a Galahorn? <laughs> it's not D1, Glenn. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that. Um, been playing a little bit more Escape from Tarkov, learning the systems a little bit better. It's one of those games where I had to go and find a YouTube video on how to make budget bills for guns. Because when you go into like a player raid, so there's two kinds, I don't know if I covered that, but there's two kinds of raids. You can load in as an AI player and you get procedurally generated weapons and gear and like you load in as one of the AI players because it's you go into these maps with AI players and actual players AI players are called scavs um, the actual players are called PMCs private military contact contractors mm -hmm. um, and so you can load in as a randomly generated character to loot up a little bit and get out so you can like kind of every now and then refresh your loot and maybe find something new um, and then you can go in with your actual character that you kit up yourself, you build up yourself, armor, weapons, whatever. Um, and then you have money, and then you have a marketplace, and then, like you get all these parts, and you build all these weapons if you wanted, once you have enough money, and once you know enough. So it got to the point where I actually had to go and find a YouTube video explaining all these different parts, and what's like good budget builds for certain guns. And so I built a few of them, and I went in, and I died, and it was frustrating because like some maps are like thermal scopes and somebody will just sit like fucking 600,000 miles away and then you just walk in and then you just die and you don't know where from um That's so like, it, like it has in modern and modern warfare yeah it's very it's very like real realism focused um which is a new game type for me i've never really enjoyed those kinds of games um and so right. with friends it's fun i don't like doing it alone because because it's, it's one of those things where it's very tactical like if I have somebody playing with me and they're like we're making callouts, we're scanning each location as we're going along, we're moving in like a line, and then we're like you know, fucking button hook entries into doors and like into like hallways and passages. Like it's very like it's very fun and intense, and I like being told what to do in games like this because I play very aggressive. So if there's somebody who's no. with me telling me you need to slow down, you need to stop, stop moving, loot this, loot that, watch my back. Okay, go ahead and loot. Uh, what do you need? Like, as long as there's somebody with, like, I work well in that environment with a game like this. And so the people I've been playing with, it's been a good time. Um, yeah, um, it's definitely a game that 
It's not for everybody. Watch people play it. It has its slow moments. I call it the prone simulator because you spend so much time just lying prone and waiting for people to run across. Um, <laughs> or just hiding in bushes. Uh, some people call it the waiting simulator because you just wait in rooms. Like, you just wait. Like, there are hot zones in certain maps and you just wait. You hear footsteps, somebody peeks into the room, fucking... <laughs> yep. Um, Don't you also lose all of your equipment if you die? Yes. So if you load in as a player character, um, as a PMC, uh, each PMC has one slot, um, two things that they can't lose. They can't lose their melee weapon, so a knife or axe or whatever you have, and then you have okay. a pouch with a container that's secure. So anything that's in that pouch, you will not, you, you won't lose it on death. Um, but the starting container size is only four uh, slots. And so it's, it's very small because I think it goes up to 12 slots or something and the more you pay for the game The more like you'll get a bigger one and you'll get upgraded stash size and stuff It's also a very like large inventory manager It's like a Tetris simulator essentially because you have to like rotate things around and make sure you have enough space Sell things that you don't need know when to sell things know when to keep things It's there's a lot to learn with the game. It's information overload almost and there's no story mode outside of that It's just it's simply the online stuff no, there's no sort of, like, you have quests and stuff that you can complete for different vendors to unlock different things and build reputation with them. Um, but the story is essentially, there's a, um, I can't remember specifically whether it's like a war zone or like it's a zone called Tarkov. And you go in, loot up, kill people, leave. That's just like, that's essentially the lore. It's, it's around, based around that loose plot line mm. that I've just described. I, cause I haven't really paid anything else. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the only other game I've been playing for whatever fucking reason it's become fun again is Apex Legends. Um, oh, that game is boy. fun. Yeah, yeah, I put 90 hours into it before I stopped playing for a few months, and then my friend started playing again, and then I started playing again because he was playing, and I'm like, yay, okay, cool, let's try this. And then now it just feels good again, and so I'm just enjoying that. I just want the, uh, I just want the old map back because there's a new map that they came out with i think season three or right fucking whatever fuck all these seasons uh whatever like a little while ago and then i don't like it as much and i want the old map back but yeah that's all i've been playing this week getting my shooter fill in interesting yeah. lots of shooters for you then i mean that's that's my that's pretty that's my go-to right? yeah, yeah yeah that's it's that's what i enjoy uh which makes it hard sometimes <laughs> well, especially to try yeah. and find variety but it must be nice when you can go back to games that you did enjoy because especially for a shooter fan of shoot FPSers, then like sometimes it's hard to do that. But yeah, um, <laughs> is that yeah? It's time to move on to the yeah. tangent war chest. Um, and it seems uh appropriate that we were talking rolling. about shooters. <laughs> yeah, they're both technical How shooters. Are you take this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there's two shooters, and then there's Witcher. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, the Tangent War Chest, where we talk randomly about tangents and whatnot, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll keep this short, but <laughs> maybe not. Uh, the two words, or phrases of the day is, Golden Eye, but with dildos, and Witcher. <laughs> I believe both of those might have been mine. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're both green, so, you know what, I'm, I'm in. Yes, that, that sounds oh, correct. God. Yeah, um... Good choices, Nick, by the way. So Fun glad, fact. how do you feel about Golden Eye but with dildos? <laughs> Just imagine odd job running around with this giant dildo just smacking people in the knees. Oh my god. You can't play you can't play odd job with the big one. <laughs> the big one. Nick, I cut you off. What were you saying, man? I've never played Golden Eye. 
but for whatever Never? reason, oh. when I somebody made, made that, it in dream, <laughs> when I made that list, uh, or when I was making that set of like uh, whatever, um, I think before or after or something, I'd I'd heard Goldeneye that day, and I've seen like gameplay, not a lot, but I've seen enough gameplay, and like people love it, and. I'm like, what would happen if you took a classic game but replaced all the guns and weapons with dildos? <coughs> it would just be weird. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a stealth mission, I guess. Yeah, just like, <laughs> not even a gun that shots dildos, like rubber bullets. It would just be like they have melee weapon dildo. dildos. Yeah. How hard would you need to smack somebody with a dildo to kill them? How hard? <laughs> the questions we ask ourselves. Very soft. <laughs> What kind of material? Wanna, um, how? Who's stainless the manufacturer? <laughs> stainless steel. <laughs> Solid. God, that would just essentially just be like a really like thick a metal pipe. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Just uh, what uh, Carmen Electra? For some reason, she has a no. That's not Golden Eye. Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, yeah. See that like, they you know, just uh, released a new Bond. Or they released the name of the new Bond film. I didn't know. Something about dying. Sounds accurate. But it's supposed to be... It's like, never die forever. James Bond or something 13. Like that. It's called and No Time to Die. No Time to Die. And something, somebody, something die. The, the estimated runtime of it is like three hours and something minutes or something. And somebody was like, the new Bond film is called No Time to Die. But it's three hours and some minutes long. That's plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the jokes get started. <laughs> um, yeah, and Nick pointed in, in, in the chat, Nick pointed out that uh, Deltos can also be made of glass. So imagine it's a bar fight or something. Oh. The guy pulls out a glass dildo, smacks really it across like the table. This one. <laughs> yeah. This one's oh a real God. prick. So with, with The Witcher, uh, I guess in this case, it, something might make sense because with The Witcher 3, they have crossbows. Melee weather shoot dildos. <laughs> 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 Fuck. How you hard shoot the do you have to be first? shot by a dildo to die? <laughs> oh boy, suction cup dildos. So us three guys are going to talk in rapid details about the anatomy of dildos. I like I've this. I've okay. never seen one. Okay. Uh... But yeah, okay, so with no The Witcher 3. Safe response to this. Yeah. Like you have yeah. you have dildos and you load them up with suction cup dildos with the suction cups like doing the like the shooty bit. Um and then you just stick enemies with the suction cups and then you just ridicule them to death. Stick enemies, I like <laughs> it. You, because they wait, just you say, have ridicule. You just mock them to death. They die of, of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to make that in dream. Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's Goldeneye with dildos. <laughs> and, and so when you us. factor in like Goldeneye, just imagine like Cyberpunk, but with the Witcher characters and Goldeneye characters, but they've got guns and swords and like fucking crossbows that shoot dildos. They use dildos as swords. <laughs> as if James Bond wasn't a male power fantasy enough. Oh my god. We we, we have to make the power play by taking <laughs> Taking our dicks in our own hands. Sorry, dildos. Uh. <laughs> I can't remember. There was one movie. Uh, I think it was um, it was a Seth Rogen movie. I can't remember who the actress was in it. Uh, Bad Neighbors. I think it was Mila Kunis. Um, oh, his where, wife? Yeah, yeah. She's Australian. Yeah. No, it's not Mila Kunis. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she's Australian. 
No, 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 not his wife, like in the movie. So it was Seth Rogen and Mila Kunis, I think. Or, uh, um, hang on, I'm just gonna look this up. But basically, they moved next to, like, a frat house. Um, and there was a scene in the frat house where, um, uh, the guys, for whatever reason, are, uh, making, um, dildos. But casting them off their own penises. Because there's, like, a make-your-own-dildo <laughs> thing. Basically, it's, like, a tube with putty or whatever. And you just stick your dick yeah. in it. And then, like, you pour whatever into the molded forms. And then you create a dildo off that. So what if, in a world where they use dildos as swords, the ultimate weapon is you need to find a master craftsman to make a sword off your own penis? It would be quite sharp. <laughs> I'd have a hell of a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting to in that whole in that whole build-up. Uh. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away from the dildo part just a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> what would it be like uh, instead of James Bond, Witcher, Geralt? Is it Geralt? Yeah, Geralt, Geralt of Rivia uh, was James Bond in the the movie slash game Goldeneye. How do you think <clears> he would handle <throat> things? Fuck. <clears throat> do you think he'd be a fuck? Would he acclimate to the gun? Do you think? Yes. He'd be a sword guy, right? Yeah, no. Or do you think he'd acclimate to the gun, but he'd use it as a melee weapon? <laughs> like fucking so uh, be, equilibrium. This is bayonetta. He'd be fucking twirling it around, like doing spins and flips, and just whacking people across Have the face. Have you seen with... Equilibrium? Is that the one with Denzel Washington? No, that's the Equalizer. That's the Equalizer. I love that. Movie. Equilibrium is, is, is Christian Bale and Tay Diggs and. Uh, oh, decent amount of other actors in it but ah yes this movie that uh, came out when i was seven that my parents like wouldn't have let me watch it's so good dude I'm, I'm telling you if you haven't seen it now it's it's very good and the fighting style they use i forget what they call it but it's a combination of of like martial arts where you're using your two pistols that fire in burst round effective auto so they've got extended mags and you use them to like hit people at the same time to disorient them and like change the or like most of their training is <laughs> trying, to be math- nice. trying to be mathematical <laughs> and statistical about the most specific best ways they can shoot in a certain spot hit in a certain way to get them in a position where they can kill them faster in close range with guns it's also kind of like um the uh the reaper's son uh from soul eater um oh uh, yeah. yeah yes death yes um Shinigami son, yes, death, and he also uses his uh, pistol like uh, weapons that he's like his weapon bond or whatever. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've read that. Um, his death slice in training, uh, his the gun ladies that he holds yes. up to down, and he fires with the fucking pinkies. Yes, yeah, but he also like in some of the scenes in the mangas, he's, he uses them in like in melee combat too. So I'm like, could be like that, and also just imagine fucking John Wick. He's not always shooting his gun. He likes to get in melee range too sometimes. So. I'm trying to imagine, like, maybe these guns, some reason, they can only hit when they're within, like, five feet of each other. I feel like <coughs> Geralt would win. Also, I think, uh, Geralt walking up, you know, to the... In those old, uh, golden... Sorry, James Bond films, there's always that, you know, female, uh, protagonist that some reason James Bond has to woozy himself up to, but Geralt, sadly, might be a uh, good fit for this, depending on the situation. Like, my name's Geralt. Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, especially You're so sexy. because fuck off. I'm basically asexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, Nick points this out too. Henry Cavill, um, it realistically could also possibly play James Bond, but as far as I know, with what I've heard, um, there, it's not just no. It's not specifically also about 
the fact that they have to be English. Uh, they have to. Uh, it has to be a specific accent. Oh, really? That they look. Because I know that I believe, and I believe it's well, called. Well, Idris Elba is, I think, the next one that's going to be doing it. So. Well, that's what people want, and and Daniel Craig was not supposed to do this next one. Um, I mean, you say oh. that, but Sean Connery has a hell of, I believe, of a Scottish accent. Yeah. That's true, but that was a while ago before I think they started normalizing it or wanted to try to, and they were, like, trying Normalize to look for some consistency. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, the people who are in charge of the films are very finicky with the details, um, and they want to try and stay, stay true to the source material, which makes sense. I'm not going to fault them for that, but... Um, I could definitely see. I'd love to see Idris Elba as James Bond. I think he'd do a great job. Henry Cavill would also, I think, do a great job because he did a spy movie called um, what the fuck was it called? Uh, the Man from Uncle. Oh, yeah, very very underrated. Movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. with um, yeah, no, it was a good movie. <laughs> now I'm gonna imagine like uh, Q giving James Bond a you know a tool the shape of a dildo. Like, yes, this, this normally it looks just like a dildo. It'll go great in your luggage. But, and he, you, know, you like twist out the battery case or something. It actually has a mixture of C4 cyanide and an acid that eats right through the steel bars in case you're ever trapped. <laughs> There's no way they're going to throw you in prison and not leave you with the dildo. <laughs> now listen, you don't. You also don't want Q to be giving James Bond dildos like uh, disguised as other weapons willy-nilly because Moneypenny's going to lose her fucking mind. Money Penny. Um, I know Money Penny is a character, but like you name off characters and it's like dot 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 over my forehead. She's the uh, secretary who's got who's always had a thing for James Bond. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like comically so. Like a lo- some of the movies, she's comic relief more than anything else. Ah, uh, like the Amy Rose to Sonic. Um, yeah. So uh, Nick specifically, she's the secretary for M. Mm. Okay. Okay. So also in well, that, that vein, since we're talking about films, uh, there is a pretty um, big one that's coming out for any sort of fans of this specific um, series. I don't know. There's saga. no fans. There's only legions. There's le- well that do you? I feel like hordes. A legion of fans is uh, is uh, significant, and this series may just that's have a that. windmill factory. So we're going to be that's talking today about what game getting a movie. I have no idea. Uh, me neither. What are we talking about, You guys about, Glenn? both know. We're talking about a game that I don't care about at all, which is why I was passing it off to you. Because <laughs> uh, I Tyler, know it's a great believe, series. Yeah, this is, Tyler, seems I, like it's near and dear to Tyler, right? This is uh, this is his uh, a method of, uh, because we're fucking dense, his method of segueing into the topic of the show. It, oh, he's talking about the fact that we want to talk about the Sanic. The Sanic. Yeah, well, like, you're going to go see it this week. Just kind of a, Again, like an yes. FAQ for people who are interested in the history of the, the character. So, a lot of shit has come out about the Sonic uh, film that just came out this Friday. Happy Valentine's Day. Which is an interesting comparison compared to, like, you know, four years ago where Deadpool was, you know, the thing. But, you know, sure, we'll take Sonic instead. You know, what's more romantic than a guy who can't die and shoots guns and transfer, you know, over to Blue Furries? <laughs> Right. So um, a tweet came across my timeline from I guess it went viral from a uh, uh, some some lady who works at a movie theater, and she's like, "I'm a little upset that there's going to be a surprising amount of people that are going to get laid after seeing a Sonic movie." What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't know. It's one of those things where like, ah, you've ruined my childhood. So you know, 
Um, and I, but overall, just speaking quickly to the movie, I've heard that everybody who's watched it so far, at least on my side of the social media world, has loved Jim Carrey's performance. But beyond that, yeah. um, yes, Tyler, continue. Sorry. No, it, you're right. I don't think any of us have uh, seen the movie yet. Uh, no. Unless Nick, okay, uh, and Glenn, you make it sound like you you don't care about Sonic even a little bit, which is I don't mind it. I think I like Knuckles a hell of a lot more. He's a cooler character to me, but ah, uh, you're a knuckler kind of guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Like a little extra point to the fist. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you, Glenn. It me. So, I uh, some reason I felt that there was a need to give a call to Sonic because a lot of people. Uh, I don't know where the fuck to go with that fucking knuckle pop. Just like, ooh, like I I, I cringe at gore. So you, that I know that's like soft core gore. Like soft core gore. <laughs> just it, I, I do it all the time too. It's just when hearing other people do it, like seeing somebody bleed out or anything like that, freaks me the fuck out. I am the tsunade of like when it comes to that kind of stuff. I. But anyways, uh, so Sonic is a character <coughs> from Sega. From Sega, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic's yeah, yeah. been in a few things. And honestly, uh, let's be real. Yeah, everybody keeps saying, Tyler, I think you're a huge Sonic. No, I'm not. Actually, I've never beat a Sonic game. I've never finished a Sonic TV show or cartoon series of any kind. I, Glenn, how many Sonic characters can you name? Can you name 10? Mm, I can name three. Okay, let's hear them. Knuckles, Tails, Sonic. Okay. Nick, do you think you can beat Glenn? Uh, Knuckles, Tails, Sonic, um, Eggman slash Robotnik. (laughs) Okay, you're working on it. God bless Jim Carrey. Anybody else? (laughs) Nick's working it. No, this is like we've we've passed we've passed the Nick Switch initiative. I'm not even gonna fucking try. No, that's fair. (laughs) I'm gonna try to name off characters, and I realize that I I got more than that. So it's like, okay, so Sonic, (laughs) Tails, Knuckles. Shadow the Hedgehog, Amy Rose, that's five so far, <coughs> Eggman, Silver, uh, Mecha Sonic, that uh, puts me at eight. Uh, we have the Chows, uh, you can call you know, pick Chaos if you want, whatever one you want to pick. Uh, Bigs the Cat, that's ten. Uh, oh boy, uh, looks like uh, <laughs> Nick has helped me in the chat now. Uh, I hit ten right there, so I'm gonna stop because this is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, no, a lot. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, on the I mean, I but no, but Glenn, a- he's not a fan of Sonic. He he doesn't really like the series. He's not. He's never finished a game. He's not a big. I'm fan edgy. Of I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I don't really memory. like Sonic. I no, I don't. Which is actually detrimental to this uh, statement here. Uh, I did do a uh, episode of Arcadia Academia, which was the PSVG, uh, you know, did you know podcast. And I was actually going to share that, but they actually took it down. Fuck them. Anyways, uh, so Sonic has a lot of shit that he's been on. He's been on a fucking anime. He's, well, he's in an anime. He's been in an adaptation of an anime, an OVA, three U.S. comics, a, a U.K. comic, Four Western animated series and a theatrical movie, several manga, short-lived French comic, and numerous book adaptations. What the fuck? That's a lot of Sonic. That's not the yeah. games. That's not even the games. Yeah. Like, Sonic's fucking everywhere. <clears throat> and if you want to count all the times fan comics have been made, uh, Sonic 2, Sonic, no, okay. Uh, do we want to do this? Do what? I don't know enough about Sonic, Tyler. 
Yeah, I I know. I'm actively so looking. I, I named three three characters when I read all this stuff here. I was like, wow, that's a lot of really interesting things. But it's <laughs> it's it's interesting how, despite being one of the bigger cultural things, you know, maybe yeah. not in competition to other things, that I know so little about. Yeah. Hmm. I hmm. was treating it as a chance to learn along with anybody else that hadn't had the chance to either play the games because I didn't have a Sega. That was the biggest reason why I didn't know anything about it, you know, growing up. But So you guys, have you guys ever played a Sonic game? Negative, sir. <clears throat> nope. Wow. So this topic of the show is basically my own, like, baby's pageant, or passion project right here. And the guys are like, I guess just let him talk until he stops. <laughs> oh, I'll commentate. Well, I'll commentate if something's interesting to me for sure, because some of this stuff is definitely noteworthy, and I kind of wonder, you know, how. All I know anyway. is that despite being a furry creature, he can run so fast, and still his hair doesn't go poofy. It makes no sense. He's not as fast and as all- an Arcanine. He's air. He's aerodynamic, and and he not- does a spinny attack. He does a spinny attack. So, uh, fun fact, because you're probably going to hear a bunch of them. Uh, Sonic apparently isn't fast because he's naturally fast. Uh, it was originally attributed to his shoes. His uh, oh. Michael Jackson shoes is what gave him the speed. I'm pretty sure they changed that, but if you've ever seen Sonic without shoes, there's no like official adaptation of that, but that's horrifying level shit, seeing Sonic with toes. Wait, he has feet? I thought he was just shoes. I don't... Is this a Sylveon situation again, where his shoes are part of his skin at this point? I mean, that's what they made it fucking seem like with the fucking first iteration in the movie. It was just horrific, so let's not talk about that. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm trying to, like, uh, I guess we're going to make this into a tangent thing, essentially. What would happen... Do you think Sonic has athlete's foot? Like, if he doesn't ever take off his shoes, so he can't put any kind of powder in there, how bad do you think that those fucking socks stink? His skin socks. I don't know. I think I think if that's the case, it's like that. Did you hear about that that woman who sat on her toilet for so long that her skin grew over the sides, and so she like started to physically meld with the toilet, and her boyfriend was charged with domestic abuse. Uh, no. Point is, actually. I think the shoes are part of his feet at this point. You well, know, also, so like he runs so fast. Imagine how much heat his shoes are generating. And it's because like of contact shoes. and friction. Well, they're magic shoes, but do, does magic necessarily mean that it's going to take away, take away all the effects? Sure, it might take away the fact that the friction is going to wear down the rubber just almost immediately, but that's not going to... Because, like, physically, when en- ed- energy cannot be destroyed, it can only be transferred. So, there's still that friction is still happening, so that heat has to go but somewhere. Yeah, but as soon as we start recognizing that it, they are magic shoes, we're ignoring some of the laws of physics. So well, that's that's fair, but my point was because it's generating magic, heat, man. it's it's just is like there's not a chance for sweat to even form. Like it's just fucking whip, wicked away. Oh yeah, so it just immediately. So it just keep his feet dry. Yeah, guys, I think we just discovered the source of global warming. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic is infinitely with the power of magic, constantly transferring heat over to the Earth. Sonic <sighs> is melting the ice caps, man. <laughs> it's Sonic. God damn that little. What is he again? He's a hedgehog. Hedgehog? <laughs> Supposedly. I hope so. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. I've seen hedgehogs before. They're super cute, but they look nothing like that guy. No, they do not. They're not blue. They're not edgy. They're not fast. They're oh, fucking they're temperamental. Well, they're sharp. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in pokey sharp or intelligence smart? 
sharp. No, 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 they're pokey sharp. They're not that smart. Because, like, uh, hedgehogs, they I looked into this because I, I wanted to, like, own a hedgehog temporarily. I went through a phase like that. Uh, like, they're very, they're very temperamental. Um, you can't let them get too cold because if they ever go into hibernation, they will die. Uh, they can't be around certain hardwood floors because a certain oil secreted by hardwood floors are toxic. You have to be very careful with how you feed them because if they get too fat, also they'll go into hibernation. Sometimes if it's too cold, then they'll die. Um, because more like I think it's like three out of ten times they don't wake up out of hibernation. Why don't they wake out of hibernation? The because they're not built to like go into hibernation. I guess that's just like a... Um, like, like an extreme, like yeah. extreme defense mechanism against extreme temperatures, but they're not meant to go into hibernation. Huh. That's really interesting. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, we're learning a lot about uh, hedgehogs today. What a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they were gonna make him a rabbit, but I guess the design was too complicated back in the day. Can you imagine Sonic the rabbit? I feel like that would be more fitting if you think about it'd be it. More, it'd be simpler because then you just have to draw, like you know, like think of Score Bunny. All you have on his yep. head is just two ears instead of all this fucking fuzz. And like these sharp edges, I guess but maybe they wanted so something cool. Yeah, I guess that's why yeah. they wanted they maybe appeal a to like the boys or whatever. Like the original concept was, and I didn't write this down, was they wa they wanted something cool to shoot through a tube and go fast. And I guess like making a rabbit into that seemed well, kind of weird. So they okay, wanted something yeah. rounded. Taking that into account, because then like hedgehogs are can curl up, so mm -hmm. and, like it makes sense why they maybe then went with a hedgehog. But then why wouldn't they have gone with the armadillo? Because they hedgehogs... were gonna do it, but they decided <laughs> not to. Because hedgehogs are actually... fast. <laughs> Would they actually go to do an armadillo? Yeah, it was either gonna be a hedgehog or an armadillo. They decided to go with the hedgehog because the armadillo didn't look as cool. But <laughs> as like a shout out, they took a character. I don't remember what the name is, but something the armadillo appears later in a arcade game for Sonic. I think it's called <laughs> Sonic R. Huh. And so, yeah, uh, Ar Armadillo was going to be the next contender after they shot down the whole rabbit thing. And they just needed somebody to replace Alex Kidd. Have you, do you guys even know who Alex Kidd is? Negative, sir. No idea. No, that's fair. Uh, I apologize if that sounded uh, condescending. Before nope. Sonic, that was so uh, Sega's mascot. Okay. Does he look um, a little bit like yeah. Scott Pilgrim? Sh sure. He's just like Again, a little kid, right? Sure. Yeah, he's a little kid. He looks like a red suit Mega Man, essentially. Oh. Uh, without the helmet, if that makes any sense. Huh. So I'm kind of a little upset that they didn't go with the armadillo, because imagine having this this creature that can run fast that's an armadillo, so they just have natural, like, uh, like plates of armor. Um, yeah. Right? Uh, and all that reminds me of is um, a, a, an alien called Cannon Bolt from the show called Ben 10. Oh, from the show called Ben 10. Yes. Great show, by the way. Um, so if, you know, for either of you, if you don't know what that looks like. And so he curls up into a ball that's completely plated and armored. And then he just fucking rams at enemies. So I'm like, that sounds like a cooler idea than Sonic, in my opinion. I don't know. I like Sonic. But we I need did, somebody I did, there that was, was a show in the 90s that I watched. That was the only connection I had with Sonic. Um, so he was a they guy that somebody. talked like this and ran around and had a friend named Tails. You know, like. It was the early 90s. It was the beginning of the Attitude Era. The You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was trying to be cool when Stone Cold Steve Austin was rocking faces. They needed somebody uh. that had attitude. And, you know, a rabbit apparently just didn't cut it. So they picked <laughs> a blue hedgehog I, I, instead. And so the design was they took Felix the cat's head. Okay. okay. Mickey Mouse's body. 
Okay. Okay. And some reason Michael Michael Jackson's boots. That it was the definition of edgy. Mickey Mouse's body was so edgy, guys. <laughs> um what the fuck? So so how fast can Sonic run? Why don't you tell me, Nick? You want to you want to do kilometers? I'll do the translation. I'll guess. Uh 732 miles per hour. Ooh, getting close. I'll guess 737 miles per hour. So Sonic apparently can run as fast as 765 miles an hour because apparently Tyler doesn't understand flow. And I just asked him a question to keep it going. And then he's like, why don't you tell me? Um, which is, you know what? Fuck that. He cannot run 765 miles an hour. Sonic runs at the speed of 1,231 kilometers an hour. I'm not going to translate for any of you. Uh, hint, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh. <laughs> um, which is which is pretty fast. <laughs> that's That's kind of fast. It's can, actually, yes. oh my god, that's, I thought Arcanine was faster, that is actually over three times the speed of an Arcanine, which can go mm -hmm. as fast as an average of 260 miles per hour. Holy is, shit. Yeah, I mean, this is average, I'm sure, there, you know, through the power of, you know, the Chaos Emeralds and all that, and other bullshit, you can go faster, but, I mean, they wanted to put it above the speed of sound, which I believe is somewhere around 700 miles per hour so they wanted okay. him to be able to do an actual sonic boom so when he hits oh. his max average speed he that's dope actually i really like that <laughs> also back in the day he had a girlfriend or yeah he he was romantically involved with a, a human girl named madonna you know definitely not tied to the you know pop culture person madonna of music fame no. Right. Now with those Michael Jackson boots, no sir. <laughs> no hedgehog. And uh I mean I'm, I'm trying to think of other shit. Uh the last thing well, the last thing I can think of is Motherfucker loves chili dogs. Yeah. I love how we're like we're like a bunch of like uh teenagers react to Sonic the Hedgehog. We're like, I know he <laughs> likes chili dogs. It's wonderful. <laughs> I've never had a chili and dog. It's like you've Deadpool never loves chimichangas, Sonic loves to you know what? Chili dogs. It's just, you know, they have what? their vices. I'm trying to think of, like, other things, uh, like, main characters just have, like, a weird fancy for. I was gonna uh, say girl, but I was like, sex. No, he doesn't love sex. He just does it to make himself feel alive. Um, I was trying to think, like, what is, what is another person? Like, there's, I, I feel like there's a bunch of characters that kind of had that, like, It's Doug, just we don't think about Doug it. Funny, Iron, it was, like, Beats. Iron Man or, and Alcohol. Uh, yeah. I actually met the um, at a con. I met the author who wrote that storyline. What was his, name what, was his uh, sobriety storyline? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, he was the author that came up with that to kind of like humanize him a little bit. Um, and then after he came out of the alcoholism, there was a uh, comic that they were like, "All right, this is his big return. We need him to beat the shit out of somebody real strong." So he beat up the Hulk. <laughs> and uh, I <laughs> was at the con and found that issue. And was talking with Bob, and I and it was close to the end of the con, and I was like, if I went and got that book, I saw it over there. Would you sign it for me? He's like, heck yeah! So I have it signed by Bob Layton, the guy that you know wrote and nice. uh, uh, drew a lot of the stuff. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, I have a Ooh. I have a loving connection to him. But yes, I agree. Alcohol with him, very iconic. Um, uh, Nick in the chat setting the record straight. The character Tails, his full name is Tails Miles Per Hour. Oh no. Oh, yes. Oh, no, Mi Sega. Miles per hour. Not kilometers per hour. Miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, suck I hate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. 
Oh, Nick. Okay, you know, fine, Nick. It's Miles Tailprower. Whatever. <laughs> I hate uh, it. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, apparently after they went third party, uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog game has been almost on every single platform since uh, that happened. After the so whole that would Dreamcast, have been in the early uh, 2000s, right? Like when the Dreamcast uh, pieced out? Yeah, after the Dreamcast, Sonic, the original Sonic game has been on almost every single platform. Whether or not it's in a collection or a DLC for a game, it's been on every fucking thing. Hmm. And uh, so far, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I believe they were uh, pushing a $55 million we uh, weekend so far. Uh, so it's looking pretty good. Do we know what good, the budget was promising. Like? That's a very good question, actually. Hmm. Hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog movie budget. 95 survey million. says 95 million so if they made half of it back that's not all very big opening million. weekend yeah it's not a very big budget either for something that's so heavy cgi yeah yeah 80 of it probably went to fucking jim carrey because <laughs> he needed to get spinal reconstruction surgery for carrying that fucking movie <laughs> yeah i think uh i think even even if they hadn't changed anything and it was still the horrific model they were using start um I think people who watched it solely for Jim Carrey and would have been okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but I will off, I will 100% stick to my theory, the fact that this was all just a marketing stunt. <sighs> I think because that's hard the, the, rag yeah, on all because, the people that had to work endless late nights to try and make this thing work. So that's why I'm saying uh, it's conspiracy theory. 100%. I know nothing. This is full speculation because with how quick they put out such a... Uh, like they put out the new model and they were able to like adjust the timeline for the movie so quickly and it was not very long because I'm not going to say I'm an animator but I've done enough to understand that even the little that we've done took us weeks and it wasn't very high texture or high quality so the fact that they had reworked all the models all the splines all the all the fucking animate like how it all worked in such a short amount of time I don't believe it's either like gross amounts of over like overtime or it was all a marketing stunt what happens if they had that model already, but they chose to go for the other one because they thought it would reach a better audience, and turns out they're wrong? That's interesting. That's an interesting. You know, there's probably too, yeah. different iterations of it. Because you know, they probably sent like 30 different versions to Sega, saying which one do we choose, and Sega was probably like that one, and they're like, you Jesus know what, Christ, that. That makes sense. Let's say they came up with like five models uh, to start with, and then they went through rounds of testing, rounds of development, like prototyping, whatever, and then eventually came down to like stage four or five, where they had to eliminate and constantly keep eliminating, and then the one that we have now just didn't make it to the end, and so they didn't have to go too far back and adjust too much. I could see that happening too. But they have the model at the ready, so it's just a matter of taking out the old model, putting the new one in, readjusting the animations to each of those effects. I mean... Obviously, there's going to be a lot of recalibrating that probably ate a lot of time, but yeah, it seems no, like it'd be possible. I, I, that well, seems likely, too. Honestly, they, they wouldn't have had to reshoot anything, too, because the height of the model was the same, you know? So, like, it would it's literally just something they had to fix on the technical side, so that, you know, lends the idea that yeah, that is yeah. very, very So, reasonable. yeah, all you have to do is, um, so what the process that we learned how to do was you have the model, and then you create anchor points for, like, joints and fingers and eyeballs and tracking and, like, jaw movement. And then what you could do, there are several techniques. I don't know how what industry standard is, but you set the first, uh, like, in a, in a sequence, you set the first frame and you set the last frame. And then you can set frames in between of how you want the position of the model to be so you can adjust how fast and how they look. And then you just let the computer generate it. And then it'll just automatically go through between because you have the end and the last frame. So if you want Sonic to move from left to right, 
you just set those two, like the positions, and then you set certain movements in between, and then the computer, like the program, will just generate that automatically. So it would just be a lot of like readjusting the spine model to make sure that all of these things were tied together and it wasn't breaking through the, the skin or like the, the actual model or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. So with that in mind, that makes that sound feasible. Yes. But also, Nick, uh, this, this was partially done by Mount Pictures. So, so I also like the idea that they did this as a fucking marketing stunt. Also, Sega would probably do something like that. Like, the one thing that just seems fishy is that when they announce a new date, they're like, yeah, okay, well, we heard you. You know, we know you don't like this. It's coming out Valentine's Day. I'm like, that just seems... I don't know if that's just like... It's like too the, perfect. Yeah, like, I don't know if that was just like the only date that aligned and it was not too close to other, like, competing films or if it was just kind of like... Again, like, that's the... There's a few things that seem fishy about it, but, you know, I just hope that nobody was forced to work overtime. Like, I hope that just... And they were, like... At least if they were, they were compensated fairly, like... And mm-hmm. I think people should also, uh, just in general, have a little bit more tact when uh, relaying criticism online because some people are heartless. <laughs> really? What's special with the Sonic fandom? No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of a, another like video game turned uh movie or something like that where somebody would get as much death threats as what these poor animators probably did for what they did to their sonic like the sonic (laughs) fandom has been notably toxic i can't think of a movie but i can think of a show and that's game of thrones oh my god (laughs) true yeah but game of thrones fandom was actually just a giant ass balloon and they happily popped it. i don't even think there's a fandom anymore it just dispersed the people like, that were well, the people that were fans before the show, just for the books, are still around. But the, all the people that came around just because of the show, no longer there. I mean, hell, you could say it was like a helium filled balloon. You just took a lighter to it and it exploded into like a ball of fury. But now it's just gone. There's nothing there. They're waiting for I, the prequel. You don't. <laughs> is there a prequel now? Yeah, it's going to be about the history I, of the Targaryens leading up to the offensive uh, yeah. Game of Thrones we knew. I was gonna say that it's gonna be kind of scary to do because like you can't kill anybody that we already know because uh, they need to be killed later. That'd be a lot. So of I guess let, so. uh, they'll they'll find out like, hey, this is a new character. I wonder how long he's gonna- oh he's gone. Uh, yeah, I can imagine it like literally just ending with Jamie Lannister, you know, becoming the Kingslayer. You know, fair. could be could that's be fair. really interesting. You know, I think. But <sighs> okay, I think that's it. Yeah, that was a that was a show, fam. We just got to do game releases and this day in gaming now. Okay. Um, so that as, dart. Yeah, as far as game releases go, um, some of these are super... I, I think at least one of these is very important to both of you. I don't oh, yeah. see a Sonic game in there, Glenn, so I maybe <laughs> not. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't care for any of these. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> oh no, I um, was being facetious because I know you don't like that series. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I uh, yeah. I was being sarcastic for the purpose of comedy, but it didn't come across well enough. I'm it's okay. Genuine. We're all moodless with each other. I was trying to do a segue flow. <laughs> um, the first game I see on this list um, is a game called Corruption 2029. It looks like it's a PC exclusive coming out on uh, February 17th. Yes, uh, very important also is the fact that it's exclusive to um, Epic, uh, Epic, the game store Epic right games. now. Uh, 
Um, okay. And from what I can see, that it is a set in a dystopian America in the not so distant future. Corruption is a new tactical strategy game from the Bearded Ladies, created creators of Mutant Year Zero: Road to Eden. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody described it as XCOM meets Metal Gear Solid. Oh, that's kind Which of awesome. An interesting style to it. Yeah, I dig. That. Corruption has changed. <laughs> Wait. Sorry, I was making a Metal Gear Solid reference. Oh, okay, I was like. It, no, it's okay. Solid Snake, Sonic, uh, you know, all all the things I love, but you know, is unappreciated, right? <laughs> Actually, I, I like Metal Gear Solid, so you know, I probably shouldn't say that. I actually uh, like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, well, that's good because I think Metal Gear Solid is another fantastic franchise that I have zero experience with. Ah <laughs> oh, man, we need to work on your top five. Let's get you to play a Sonic game. We can get that in the top five. Worms Armageddon sure. is my favorite game of all time, so. Oh, that's a low bar. Okay, I'm cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It was a favorite so, game of mine when I was a kid, but that is what as far is as that goes. your favorite game of all time, Glenn? Mm. Maybe you don't know because you haven't played it yet. I bet Sonic the Hedgehog three. I really, call really it no, I really dig. It's kind of hard because I'm kind of like a vacuum for games. In that, it's the same way I am with food. It's like. Oh, is it edible? Does it not taste bad? Great. I like it. You know, I'm not very picky. Um, but my favorite games that I've really gotten into are ones that have RPG elements, uh, combat elements, and sometimes romance or friendship involved. And so that's why uh, Outer Worlds is up there for me, along with Dragon Age Origins. Um, uh, the Mass Effect series, probably Mass Effect 2 more than any of the other ones. Um, okay. And uh, Dragon Age. Wait, I already said Dragon Age Origins. Uh, what was the other one? Shit, my brain. Games Dragon like Age Two. Games like that. I I enjoyed Fallout Four from what I played of it. Um, Skyrim. Skyrim's a good one. It's a good one, but like it's not top five for sure. Those. It's not but top I know five. for sure Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect Two. Um, Prey. Prey's okay. I got to a point oh, where I you said I spent, that with the 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 cringe smile. Prey's okay. I, I played. Prey on stream because Apple Hoof bought it for me and um, I got to a point where I was stuck at the bottom of this busted room or something. I spent four yeah. hours trying to get out. I can't get out. So I, fu I was like, fuck this game then. It's a it's on the easiest setting and it's so difficult that I literally can't do anything because right. I'm all about the story. So games that are very Glenn, story If you want me to, I can mail you literal cow shit and you can eat that on stream too. It's like... <laughs> Just because people give you bad games doesn't mean you have to play it on stream, okay? Oh, it's probably not I'm a good sorry, game. sorry, Applehooth. It's... Mm. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to strike it's a, a chord. It, it, it's a game that had such a quick... You know how some games, they come out, and then, like, uh, a month later, they, you see them like, wow, that, that one's already 30 bucks. That game had such a drop in retail value that I couldn't even get my money back. Like I paid sixty dollars for it, and I think GameStop wanted six bucks for it. With how oh my much God. no one want, yeah, they no one wanted the shit out of that game. And so when you picked them, like maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it. Uh, I liked the premise of Prey for what it's worth. But anyway, my favorite games always have some sort of element of story that involves you interacting with the world and having choices that matter. So that's why I think Bioware tends it's, to reach me a lot. I hope that's like lot. every game actually. Well, yeah, but, like, not all games have that as the sole purpose, you know? When I play Stardew Valley, I'm d I don't give a shit about 
you know, the real story because the story is what I make it, you know, or if you're playing even dreams or something like or little big planet, it, it's a little more ambiguous, you know, like okay, cool. it can be yeah. what you want it to be. But games that are solely about that really speak to me because I love seeing partially because I think in real life, that's something that's hard to get perspective on is understanding that tr actions have consequences and you may not always see them immediately, you know, um, uh, so seeing that in video games kind of helps reinforce that to be true for me, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Even okay. when I don't see it, because I'm very, like, what's happening now, kind of like a dog human. <laughs> but uh, A dog human what? Moving on to another game release. <laughs> well, like, you know, okay. dogs are like, they like separation anxiety and like object temporary or object permanence and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I tend to be that way. If it's not in front of me and I'm not seeing it, I'm not experiencing it, I have a hard time always keeping it in perspective. Bayonetta and Vanquish, uh, 10th anniversary bundle is coming out on February 18th for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, okay, yep. So that'll yes, be on Tuesday. Tuesday next week, yeah, right? Yeah, um, this is a, um, a remastered collection because it's the 10th year anniversary for both of them and they're from Platinum Games. Um, oh, this is the one that you want so bad. 100%. Uh, both coming with 4K graphics and oh, at 60 yeah. FPS. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty great. Mm. Hopefully the they, they don't pull a uh, uh, Warcraft and, you know, fuck with core game mechanics and just give them a, you know, a graphics boost so that the true fans of it will stick around. Well, um, I played the... I mean, the, I probably uh, could use a couple updates. I played the, the remastered version on PC. Um, uh -huh. And for what I know, it was just purely like a graphical update, and it was at 60 FPS. So there's probably it's just probably going to be a port of that with higher texture graphics, because the One X and the PS4 Pro could handle that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the Switch could. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably could. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, and then we have DCL the game. Yes. On the February movie, the 18th. Game. Uh, on all, uh, on everything except Switch, it looks like it's coming out on. So what PS4, the Xbox fuck? One, and PC. What's yes. DCL? This is, uh, it is the official video game of the Drone Champions League. Uh, oh. So it's based on the world's leading series for drone racing teams. Like, So it's essentially your equivalent to F1 or NASCAR, NASCAR games. Wow. Except, that actually sounds really interesting. you're actually controlling drones. Well, yeah. sure. I saw a video of a guy flying a drone through some ruins on loop, and it was like the trippiest thing I've ever seen. And it made me go, drones are kind of cool. <laughs> like just a little bit. Cause I, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a little bit of me was like, that would be kind of cool to have a drone. And ironically enough, uh, our roommate is a filmmaker. And so he has a a an app controlled. Well, it's technically iPad controlled, uh, like $2,000 drone that can yep. like He's legally allowed to fly. He has a license for it, and it's amazing. Um, so if I okay. wanted to learn, I could. But anyway, drones are cool. That's really awesome. Um, and last but not least on our list, Under Night in Birth EXE Late CLR. Oh my God, is the name of this title? Is this a joke? <laughs> uh, no, this, this is going to be a JRPG, your, right? 100%. I was about to say it's your standard <laughs> JRPG title. It's not a JRPG. It's a visual novel and 2D fighting game, okay? Thank you. <laughs> um, so, the people that... The, go ahead, you can take it if you want. Uh, so carry sorry. on, you, you already have it. Please. Okay. 
Arc Systems is one of the companies that worked on this alongside French Bread. Uh, French Bread was known for a type moon based game called Melty Blood. I'm not going to go in detail because no one here I am pretty sure has any idea what that is. So I'm going to go over with Arc System, which is Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. Does that sound any familiar to you guys? Uh, yes. Like this would be Cam's territory yes. almost uh, for the style game. So uh, if that sparks it up at least a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's a 2D fighting game that has a lot of story, aka it's a visual novel, and uh, it came out in 2012, uh, starting out as an arcade game, then it went on to uh, PlayStation 3, then it uh, looks like it went to the Windows, PC, PS4, Vita, and now it's finally going on actual PC and Switch. So this is a port of a game that's uh, 8 years old, so it's seen a couple of years. Mm. Sorry, it's coming on PS4 and uh, Nintendo Switch uh, this week, uh, but the game came out on uh, previous editions, so it's you know it's an old classic that they just wanted to get some more buckaroos on. Uh, do any of you have interest in playing it? <laughs> I don't trust a game that has over four random words in length anymore after the whole yeah. Kingdom Hearts uh, debacle. Undernight in birth exe late cl dash r in brackets. Or what was it? Metal Wolf Chaos XD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So can I give you an update to the Kingdom Hearts situation? Absolutely. I'll keep it under a minute. So there was that part where I got stuck because I couldn't transfer a save over to beat these mega bosses. I listened to, and bless them, got it memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, who did it, or at least watched somebody else who did it. And once you beat all the bosses, there's a cutscene that says, wow, there's actually no information to be gained here. Fuck you, Square Enix. That's all I have to say. Oh my god, for real? They actually say that in-game? Well, I guess there's nothing that we could actually find. It's no use. Which is another popular Sonic phrase. Oh. It's no use! <laughs> it's not Sonic, but Silver. And not that I should know that. Is Silver another Sonic one of the hedgehogs? Yes, he's technically, I think, like a soft antagonist of uh, the Sonic 06 game. Okay. But I think he gets brought back over. But... I, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't yeah, know that. Yeah, because Tyler's not a fan. He doesn't know anything about Sonic. I'm not a fan! Not, not at all. He doesn't like the game series at all. He doesn't know it any more than Do you see a single names. thing of Sonic paraphernalia ever in my possession in the house? This is even silver! This ring! Tyler, not gold! Tyler, do you have any League of Legends paraphernalia? Yes, I do. Okay. Have a pop, right? Eh. Uh... You can actually see, uh, it's off in the corner there, second row on the right-hand side, you see Vi and Lux. Lux is in the dead center, then Pikachu, and then some guy, and then Vi. So yeah, nice. I do. I was just nice. going to big nice up the argument. Nice try, though, asshole! Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just because awesome. you love a game doesn't mean you have to have uh, paraphernalia for it, right? True. No, that's fair. It's true. That's true. That's true. Um, if you really but love it, you But my booby trap has it. been activated. <laughs> <laughs> but that game... Speaking of long-named games, comes out on February 20th for PlayStation 4 Nintendo Switch. Uh, yep. And This Day in Gaming. Does anybody want to take this over? Uh, this is I'll do it. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Um, so This Day in Gaming, February 17th. Uh, we've got one game and one interesting tidbit on the list because I couldn't find anything. Um, Street Fighter 4 came out for the PS3, Xbox 360 in 2009. So happy birthday. It's 11 years old now. Um Yay. Another fun fact. I just keep throwing these out here. I've never played Street Fighter, so yeah. I've only played one. Oh, cool. No. Yeah. Played two. I was uh, growing up. My friends had more uh, Tekken than Street Fighter, so I played more of that. 
Uh, same thing even Mortal Kombat, but also because growing up in the Middle East early on, there was a lot of like things that were censored and the games were just not sold. Like you'd have to get a pirated copy of Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas, to even be able to like play that game. They just weren't sold oh, in yeah. stores. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Australia was just as bad about that kind of shit too. If there was yeah. too much, the you know, it was gone. So, uh, I don't think I've ever played a Street Fighter game. For me, back in the yeah. day, it was Super Smash Brothers, and then later on, it was uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Right. But yeah. uh, yeah. Well, yeah. so happy 11th birthday to Street Fighter Four. And this was interesting. Um, so in 2005, 15 years ago, Xbox announced to voluntarily replace the power cords on 14.1 million Xbox consoles worldwide protect consumers and their consoles from a rare electrical component failure that can pose a fire hazard. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of a recall on this level for consoles. Yeah. It wasn't a recall, it was just a, a replacement for the well, cord. Well, similar. A similar situation, like I just don't think I've ever heard of anything like... Um, yeah, having the CEO or some get warranted so fast that they offered to mass-produce something like that? Could you imagine... Well, did Xbox... Well, yeah, no, they did, but they, they had the backing of Microsoft, so they could do that no problem. But could you imagine yeah. the boardroom meetings or the fucking, uh, um, like, stress that uh, whoever was the head then? Was Phil Spencer still the head then? Probably. Yeah, like, just the stress. Pretty sure like, they, when they built uh, the Xbox uh, Center, like, they found Phil Spencer on the ground. They just raised him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really all we have for this day in gaming. Um, yeah. Consequently, that's it for the show, right? Yeah, yeah it is, a, baby. A nice one. Nice and, uh, nice and concise. Give you some more time to prep if you need to for your session tonight. Uh, and rest your voice just to make yeah, sure you're all set, you know? Figure out ways to fucking kill my players now. <laughs> I think I'm going to throw four looks at them. What Nick, level are they? don't kill your players. Level one. Oh my god, what the fuck? How did you do that? Because <laughs> there are five of them. They're pieces of shit. And they have level 12 DMPC them. with them, so... Oh. Yeah. I mean, that what helps. What the... F power fantasy much? Jesus. Listen, it's my world. I'm the DM. I can do what I want. No, it's okay. It's just... It's it also... I, I was gonna say, it's also probably nice to be able to let you, on your first campaign, have a PC there to help guide them. And then, yeah. as you DM more, you'll find more organic ways to like lead them on their quests. Yeah, Nick has sure. never ran a level twelve character until he made one for his DM PC. It's like that's a power fantasy. Yeah, and I and I gave him a oh, sunblade just off the bat, and I'm like, let's just give him all this. I think I even gave him a ring of invisibility. Did you just give him old brown. Oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got the sword of wishes too in my backpack. You know, <laughs> that's called a luck blade. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, the luck blade. You're right. I'm sorry. I I failed you. No, the you fuck didn't. ever. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. Um, you can find me on Twitch and on Instagram at lr11. On Twitter, I can be found at lr the eleventh. All letters. Uh, and where could people find you? If they want to swing over to Twitch uh, and hang out, we just hit 200 followers. And Hog. I have my. Yeah. My third Twitch sub sub baby, nice. uh, where somebody has supported me for nine months, and he's one of these guys right here. Um, so thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so Twitch at uh, Raiseth R E E Z E T H. Yeah, you are Twitch baby father, and you're my Twitch baby daddy. And then um, on Twitter at Glenn Houston, Glenn with two N's. Houston looks like Huston. Um, 
You can find us on Twitter. Uh, our CMQ Twitter is at CMQ Network. Um, also on Facebook, and we have a Discord that you guys can come hang out in. Uh, it's a lot of fun. People come in there, show up. Maybe you'll get to play some Drunk League of Legends with Tyler or Brandon, <laughs> which is always fun. Um, as well, we also have a D&D podcast that is Dungeon Master by myself um, and uh, Nick and Tyler are two of the players, along with Brandon, who we've mentioned several times during the podcast. Um, do we have any oh. other final words from anybody? Yeah, it's called Casual Quest Masters. Um, there it is. Same feed. <laughs> um, and also, like, if... Brother Roll 2.0. Yeah, if you want to find uh, any of our links on our Twitter at CMQ Network, we have a little link that takes you to, like, where you can find us on the internet. Yeah. Stay, uh, stay safe. Wonderful. So, thanks for joining us for episode 87 of Casual Best Request. And don't forget, never stop the grind. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye! <laughs> Intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.